you have to slow down and take time to be creative and really think through what you can do to unlock value for your customers in a way that's beneficial to your business. We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon Profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. We've entered a very special time of year, friends. It's early November as we're recording this, and we're entering a season I call the double doubling season. It's a time of year when you have an incredible opportunity to do two things. You can both impact your income in your business in this current year while there's still time left, and you can also set the stage for doubling your income in the upcoming year. It's a very special moment every year in business's life cycle. And I really want to make sure people understand how best to go after this and enter this season of double doubling effectively. And so in today's episode, we're going to talk about strategies to make that a reality. Michael, are you ready to jump into this? Absolutely. This sounds quite an intriguing setup you've given us here. It certainly piqued my interest. So yeah, explain what is this mysterious <laughs> double doubling of which you speak? Well, I, you know, I, I think it's important to just explain the timing thing here, because this is one of those deals where there's a moment for this topic. And this time frame is the moment for this topic. And if you've heard a sermon about this idea of uh, chronos versus kairos time, or if you ever heard those phrases in the Greek, there's two words for time. One is chronos, like it's uh, 8.04 right now. That's the time. This is actually being recorded on uh, daylight savings time. So in the US, we're all scrambled a bit this morning. But there's another word for time. And that in the Greek, and that's the word kairos, which is more like the the opportunistic time. It's not about the clock. It's about the season you find yourself in with a specific opportunity at play. And so there's a time in life for things. There's a time in the calendar for things generally. And this is the idea here that as we enter early November, it's a kairos moment. You could call it in the Greek phrase where we've got this for just a few weeks to really, really set the stage for a powerful outcome and ending for the current year. And again, set the stage for a terrific 2022 in this, this you know, moment here that we're, we're, we're in uh, this upcoming year as we approach it. And so that's the gist of the idea and why now is the time to do this work. You can't do this work in March. You can't do it in August. You can't do it in, you know, in other times of year. You, you need to do it right now to really take maximum advantage of the situation you find yourself in as a business owner. So there you go. So that's sort of the timing of it and why there's urgency to this as we talk about it right now. Like it. I mean, quite a few things in life, I, I suppose there's a natural rhythm to things, isn't there? And rather than sort of trying to create it, if you recognize it, go with it, then you get a much more powerful 
you're supported by the weather, as it were, the season rather than mm-hmm. fighting against it. I mean, right now, yeah. Q4 is that certain time where in many, many product categories, not all, but most, there's a big surge upwards of demand. And so it's kind of how to ride that wave. But equally, you're right, there is a certain timing to annual planning, which I confess I'm not really very good at. And my um, most of my members last November had the pleasure of you going through your you know process with that. And we revisited yeah. that a couple of weeks ago. I was that was quite a year ago. Yeah, I know. That was that? more or less their reaction. And then also when we looked at the numbers that they'd said they were going to try and achieve and what they'd actually achieved, that was a humbling moment. Let's put it that way. Mm. So I, I'm a believer in the power of, of planning, and I know yeah. that I'm weak on this. So okay. this, tell, tell me about this this phrase, like Kyros Kronos. I, I love my sort of ancient Greek concept, so you're, oh, you're yeah. speaking my language. But what made you think about this? What's led you to this whole concept? Because it's not a common thing in the e-commerce space. No, it's totally different. And so two trains of thought. One, I've been doing this for a long time, man. You know, we started it in eBay at our kitchen table 2007 and saw how it went. First year, our total sales for the first year were $12,000. The second year, 24 full months into our e-commerce experience, the sales were still $12,000 that year. So, you know, you go through two years of this and you think to yourself, how do we get better at what we're doing? <laughs> but you know that was over a decade ago. And so we've just lived this for a long time. And, and so every year about this time, I start to think, okay, we're closing the books in you know, seven weeks, six weeks, or whatever it is for the year. And then also we have this opportunity for the planning and, and prep for upcoming year. And, and the thinking behind it for us is a lot of a lot of what you do, you kind of have to pick your rut carefully. There's this, a little cartoon that was, a, you know, it was on an old country road and the sign said, pick your rut carefully. You'll be in it for the next 20 miles. So the January 1st demarcation day is an opportunity to change things in your business. And, you know, so it, because you want to generally do stuff for a full year where you're like, okay, this year we're doing it this way. Last year we did it a different way. And so you, you can't think that stuff up on December 31st. Now is the time to do it. So this is all, you know, kind of the thinking preparatory work that's gone into this every year for us for a long, long time. And and then, of course, it's always, you know, two, three, four weeks before Black Friday to Cyber Monday, you're thinking to yourself, you know, what do we do this year? How do we make the end of year Q4 numbers really pop and, you know, do well to wrap up the year? So So that's it. And then in terms of the phrasing, I've heard sermons on that several times, Kairos moment, uh, Kronos moments. There's a, it's sort of a Greek phrase that stands out to people. And, and when you hear that, you're like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. And it can apply to anything. It doesn't need to apply to you know, uh, church stuff. It can certainly apply to the season of, of life in a business and in the moments we have and take advantage of. So Yeah, talking of who it applies to, I mean, it it sounds like it's got a broad applicability. So, mm-hmm. you know, we mostly speak sometimes specifically to Amazon business owners, mm-hmm. sometimes more Shopify or direct consumer. Yeah. I, I presume this applies to everyone, is that? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I think that any business model you run, you can ask yourself these questions, which we're going to talk about this morning here. We're going to, we're going to unpack this for everybody who's listening live and for those uh, listening to the podcast. So we will explain what we're, you know, the details here in a moment. But yeah, it, this applies to retail arbitrage folks, replin sellers, wholesale sellers, private label. I mean, name it. You you name the category of business, and this even extends beyond e-commerce operations. Nice. Uh, this is really universal and, and applies to anybody in business. I don't care what you do. If you're a service provider or, or whatever, this applies because it's it's sort of you know business strategy level conversation. 
Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I like that kind of stuff because it's more evergreen because sometimes business mm-hmm. models go in and they, they go out yeah. of, of effectiveness, right? And yeah. also you might bolt on or change your own business model within your business. But yeah. yeah, very good. Okay. So you, I've mentioned my mastermind and I think, you know, I know you've been running a mastermind successfully, hopefully inspired by the 10K Collective. I don't know, but yeah. the reflections on your last year that you've been doing with your mastermind group, I know you've been doing that recently that, that maybe this is, mm-hmm. you know, related to that. So I mentioned reflecting mm-hmm. as well. How, how does that come into this situation yeah i mean i think there's there's um three broad buckets that we can talk about sorry is that going to answer your question effectively three broad buckets we want to talk about or yeah sure yeah i can that's maybe a different question yeah what what are these the three broad buckets then yeah so i think we've got an opportunity to do really effective black friday to cyber monday year in campaign work and you're in the moment where you're literally you know, as we record this November 7th, you've got the opportunity to have a, a battle plan and strategy for Black Friday to Cyber Monday and your year in Christmas type campaigns and really figure out how to do well in, in this year. And then you've got a second layer, which is you've got your strategic planning for next year. You talked about the one we did with your mastermind group a year ago that you just revisited. It's the, the tool we use with our coaches, our coaching clients is, is a 10 question framework. And it's uh, the questions really help you understand where you're at in your business and what your goals are and how to get after your goals. So that's strategic planning framework. And then the third um, big area that I would say is sort of layered into both is what I would call profit habits. And this is something we haven't really camped on. It's my new uh, training for, for this year. In fact, it, it looks as if we're going to do an actual workshop in support of the profit habits teaching on, I think December 6th ish or that week. So we don't have it finalized yet, but Profit Habits is the the uh, workbook we have, and we've been teaching our coaching clients the details of it. It is an opportunity for uh, business owners to really understand how to optimize their business for profit as opposed to just top-line sales, for example. And uh, we have 17 habits, and I'm going to be doing that training with Zach Martin, one of our clients who has just been a phenomenal operator with a wholesale and, and private label business. And, and he has a background, a CPA background, and he's, he's done really, really well financial management aspects of his business. So, so there you go. So those are the three broad buckets that go into all of this, if that gives sort of a, a unpacking a little bit of the framework. Yeah. Yeah, great. So in the immediate plan for Q4, including Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which I know we've talked about before, I think, yeah. it, it recently, um, strategic planning framework and then the the profit habits which sounds really cool well where do you want to go with this you've got three different frameworks i guess we talked about black friday cyber monday do you want to mention anything else about that that we need to sort of reinstall in people's brains you know i think it's just one of those situations where you have to slow down and take time to be creative and really think through what you can do to unlock value for your customers in a way that's beneficial to your business. It is a little bit of a Rubik's Cube situation. You've got to think through how to do it effectively. And the operators who are most thoughtful and most um, uh, strategic in how they use these you know, sales holidays or these promotional campaign days have the best outcome. And so you know, I, I would just encourage everybody, slow down, take an hour, take an afternoon, whatever it is, and really think through your battle plan. We've done prior conversations about this, and so it's not a new topic to our listeners, but you can go back and listen to those conversations where we break down the day parting for Black Friday to Saturday Monday week in particular. So if you haven't listened to those uh, episodes in the, in, in previously, go look at that day-by-day schedule for that 
you know, Black Friday to Cyber Monday week. And that by itself can really tilt the uh, profitability of, of, of a, a business. And it's not an over-exaggeration to say that there are many times e-commerce operations that have had a lot of sales by this time in the year for their year-to-date revenue. But they're, if they look at their you know numbers, their profit is not where they wanted it to be. And it's not too late to close that gap and make a big difference in your profit numbers. And so that's the that's the gist of the of the Black Friday to Cyber Monday work. And I just encourage people to do it. It's hard work to think through how best do you do you perform for your clients and customers and and get it done right. And all I'd add to that is worth revisiting the the episodes we've done on that. I would just say, make sure you're playing your game, not say Amazon's, mm-hmm. for example, because Amazon's game is very different to yours. They want yeah. customers to be loyal to Amazon. They're, they're mostly going to do that because they get fantastic products at really reduced prices. And that's not necessarily going to coincide with your profit goals. It's all I would say. Um, major hints. Yeah. The rest yeah. of it needs to be up to you to really actually have a plan, as you said, rather than just reacting to the signals yeah. you get. And I think if you don't have a plan, you don't even have a sort of, what's the word, counter grounding thing to make you feel, oh, hang on, that's odd. Why am I being asked to do mm-hmm. X? Because mm-hmm. if you don't have your own plan, there's nothing to compare it with, even instinctively. I don't know I've put that mm-hmm. very well, but you know what I yeah. mean? Like sometimes we don't even yeah. realize we're being played by Amazon or, or for that matter, Google ads until yeah. we make our own plan and then somebody asks us to do something that conflicts with what we set and that makes us reflect and i think this <laughs> reflection moment is where <laughs> we start to really create real plans right and that's all i would say i mean i don't have any magic on this but i do see yeah. a lot of people playing amazon's game and like why are you obsessing with maintaining mm-hmm. sales rank when you're going to run out of product <laughs> about december the 15th and or whatever december the 5th or something that's it yeah so well tell me well, I, just to camp on that idea, you know, I yep. think it was Mike Tyson who said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. But sadly, that's not true. Many times people don't have any plan, plan at all. At all yeah. And then they also get punched in the face. Yeah, this, which then is they're completely reeling. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Not a good situation. So, hmm. yeah, to your point, completely agree. Have your own plan. Evaluate it. Execute on it and then see what happens. And then the beauty of these businesses is that we get to try again next year if we're so lucky and it can stay in business for a year. And so, yeah, have a plan is the, is the first step. Now, I'll, I'll just also say this, you know, I, I literally just got an email a couple of days ago by somebody who, point to, to your point, he, his email went like this. Aren't you tired of all the hype during November? You probably are. So I'm just going to put all my programs half off for the entire month. No hurry no stress, buy what you want. Let's have a nice month with no promotional hype. So, and he did that literally, I think it was it probably saw it three or four days ago. So, you know, early in the month of November. So he's basically de-hyped <laughs> Black Friday, Cyber Monday with his own promotion, which was in essence a promotion that was earlier, you know, than anyone else is doing. But he caught it maybe right before people were, you know, seeing a ton of emails about holiday promotions. And he kind of poked at the idea of them being dumb by doing one, but you get the idea. And so that's a plan. And, and that was Pat Flynn, by the way, who, who did that, a great you know, e-commerce operator, a coach, and podcaster. And so you, there you go. That's a, it, it's have a plan and execute on it. So that's, that's the, the, the power of that is, is really crucial, though, too. You know, right now, you've got an opportunity if you're you know, November 7th here as we record this to look at your shelves and your pallets and your warehouse and your 
stock counts and say to yourself, what worked? Where am I at? What, what, what didn't work? What have I not sold effectively this year? What do I do with that reality? You know, like what, what is the, what are the cards I've been dealt as, you know, from January 1st through November 7th? And how can I then play my last hands over the next, you know, six, seven weeks, whatever it is to in the year, however many weeks is left to, to in the year with optimized profit. And, you know, a very common thing is people have stuff on the shelves that just have languished like, well, I made a big, huge bet last year, two years ago, three years ago. I've got all this inventory here. It sits. It's worth nothing to me as in its current form, but I paid a lot of money for it and it's not moving. What do I do? And so, you know, those are the things that you want to think through and, and the battle plans you want to create so that you liquidate as needed. You raise prices if you've got hot top, hot property uh, products to optimize. I mean, there's a million things you can do to think through how do you end the year effectively. So that all of that work goes into kind of this end of year energy. Yeah. Excellent. Now, we, we've mentioned the 10 part questionnaire that you use very good stuff it is nice and straightforward but thought-provoking it's typical of you not to over over ridiculously complex because that generally just never gets done in my yeah. experience but yeah we did reflect on this recently with the mastermind members and one question for you is how do we hold ourselves accountable to that because setting mm-hmm. goals is mm-hmm. very lofty a lot of people set revenue goals mm-hmm. the reality was quite humbling when we all revisited it which i, I just it just occurred to me i said mm, it's been about a year it was about 11 months i think since we did this and i just thought i was just looking through the notes and yeah. um we compared notes with reality and the revenue goals for example the reality is normally much lower or much higher than you set. So how do we kind of create a feedback loop between the goals and the, and the outcomes? This is well, a you, question, but yeah, question. you just described it really nicely. I would say step one, have a coach who, <laughs> who reminds you of, uh, of the commitments you've made, make them publicly in a group, hmm. have the coach, have the grace and, you know, honesty to say, Let's look at these numbers, friends. Please boot this up. Get your, you know, your worksheet out. What did we say a year ago was going to be the outcome? And you did it. I, and I'm super glad you did that. I, it, it's really exciting that you did that with your group. I'd love to be a uh, fly in the wall in that conversation. Maybe you can kind of, you know, recap some of it. it sounds like some were over what they may have maybe stated as goals. Some were under. But the hard work of doing that and then publicly talking about it, I guarantee you, those people are better goal setters right now for 2022 than they were a year ago for 2021. And that's the name of the game is how do you do it well and get better at it over time. So uh, any, any feedback on just the, I, mean, I know it's top G- secret. Stuff yeah, it's group gonna, it's, it, it's not, not top secret. I'm not going to reveal anything that, no. that uh, it shouldn't be reviewed. I mean, what was interesting is that, which is a very interesting thing about goal setting and, and based on, you know, extrapolating from a set of data and how valid is that data to extrapolate what's going to happen in the next 12 months or 24. One of the things that people got was that they, they'd made fantastic money by the end of 2020, way more than they'd anticipated in 2019 goal setting. Mm-hmm. And therefore, of course, the goal setting for 2021 ended up being, you know, in terms of revenue targets, much higher than they actually achieved because in 2021, there was a lot less lockdown, for example, and that affected people's buying habits. Some some people are in, you know, sort of vaguely health-related products, and obviously they had a big boost in 2020. One of the other factors is the impact of Brexit for UK-based sellers. A couple of people have sold 
seven figures in Europe in 2020 and 2021, there was almost nothing, a few tens of thousands of absolute most. And of course, that's hard to predict. So the predictability of the future and its relationship to goal setting is very, very interesting to me right now because of COVID and and any other political things. I mean, Brexit's one. China's relationship with the US is another one to watch, obviously. So in that context, it's it's interesting, isn't it, how... Mm -hmm what the okay question for you then in that context what's the purpose of goal setting is Mm -hmm. it to be rigid and we have to achieve this or Mm -hmm. it's a failure or what what would you say is the purpose of goal setting it's a great question well we're going real meta not (laughs) facebook meta but we're just going to the top of the top here okay here's this 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 is really really important your job as the ceo is to both at simultaneously mitigate risk and optimize for outcome for good for good outcome, and it doesn't matter if you're you know Fortune 500 CEO or if you're a, you know kitchen table entrepreneur like most of us. Your job is to mitigate risk and optimize for good outcome, and the planning process gives you a lens in which to do that. Like who could have known two three years ago that container shipping costs would go crazy expensive and slow down radically? Because the way things most go, it mostly go is things become cheaper and they become faster. And you just couldn't have predicted that. But a strategic planning process annually asks those types of questions. What are the existential threats to our business? How do we mitigate against those? How do we build a business that is tiger proof? To use the phrase of a booklet we, we wrote a few years ago, so that there is nothing that can destroy your business. And the questions related to that are, okay, if this type of thing happens, what would we do? What would, you know, if this type of thing happens, what what would we do? How do you prevent your business from being completely? And those types of risk mitigation exercises are increasingly important the bigger you get. We work with clients every day who have scaled tremendously on Amazon and therefore have this back of their mind nagging concern that they've just exposed themselves and their livelihood to a big, big risk because uh, their account gets shut off on Amazon. Now, you know, so that's, so then they think, okay, what do I do? So anyway, so that's, that to me is the meta question is that's why the annual, you know, planning process is so important because it's not just all go, all, you know, green lights all the time. It's also how do you shore up what you've got, make sure that you got a good footing to go forward. Because, you know, many of us can juice sales in the short term. Anybody can come into a business and say, hey, here's how you totally blow up sales positive. It might not be profitable and it might not be sustainable and you might ruin your marketplace. You, you might be the tragedy of commons where you just spoil the whole marketplace for people by doing something, but you've made a little bit of money. So that's not wise planning. And that's that's the that's the reason you do this stuff. I like it a lot. It reminds me of a couple of uh, thoughts. One is there's a very good book by an old business coach of mine, Dan Bradbury, called Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, and mm-hmm. which I believe so much to be true, particularly in the Amazon space. There's a lot yeah. of that. People forget that truth. And he talks very much about business continuity. Three chapters, I think, out of nine sort of mm-hmm. is basically how do we preserve what we got, right? We still haven't done yet with that and still haven't done with it. And, and he's a big fan of, I think it's Keith Cunningham, who's a... a, a uh, CPA by by training and background and entrepreneur in the U- US. The other thing is, I can't remember which, I think it's another US general who said, I've planned planning essential, but I find plans useless. Now, that's a little bit harsh on plans. But to your point, what you were just saying is, is having to think through in order to set goals, th- the things that might enable them and that might get in the way 
is really vital exercise. So that's quite interesting. Thank you for, for those thoughts because that's quite different to the traditional view of goals, I think. And and that ties in for me yeah. with reality of the experience of the bucking bronco that we call e-commerce these days, right? Yeah. You've mentioned that Dan Bradbury book a few times and I've just got it on Kindle here. I'm going to get it. So it's uh, turnover, is, yeah. turnover yeah. is vanity, profit is sanity, nine and a half steps. Ooh. Yeah. To improving your profits and cash flow. Love it. This is yeah. up my alley. So I'm gonna S- sadly, we're not that. affiliates for him, but I, I have no official connection to him. I used sure. to do some work from years ago, but very sharp business thinker and for small and medium, but fast growing enterprises. So in other words, our, our target listeners. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the e-commerce leader again. Today's topic, I think is really central to business, which is profits. And it sounds kind of obvious, but really, really deeply thinking this through and all the implications for what it has for what you to do different is really powerful i love uh, jason's thinking about this is like a critical time of year so we're currently november 2021 but whether it's november or any other uh, year that's the sort of sweet spot for not only getting your black friday cyber monday and the rest of your 2021 sorted but getting the rest of the following year in good shape so really exciting stuff if you want to join jason on that workshop you mentioned with zach martin which i'm certainly going to be wanting to be part of because that's really powerful stuff a cpa or an accountant meeting a a small business coach and small business owner that is where the magic happens as we said then there is no date for that yet. But what I can suggest you do is simple. Go to the ecommerceleader.com and sign up for the email list so that you get notified when we are dropping um, podcasts or lives and also uh, events like that. That's the main thing I would say. The other thing, of course, is as ever, don't forget to subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast on your favorite podcast player. Spotify is doing very, very well for us. You might be more of an Apple podcast guy like me, guy or gal, but whichever one you use, don't forget to subscribe. And if if you are on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave us a, a rating out of five stars as well. Always really helpful. We don't charge for the podcast and never will, as most podcasts don't, but we work, put a lot of time and effort and some money into the editing side as well. So all we're asking in return is your honest review. If you can do that for us, we'd be massively grateful. Thank you so much for listening to the show. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England and Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.